This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What do we have on tap for everybody, Kyle? Well, we are going to talk to people about how we just absolutely hate the stock market. <laughs> I know we come off as that. Um, and to some degree, there's, there are things about it that I do not like at all. But yeah, we're, that's, that was a little tongue-in-cheek there. We don't necessarily hate it. We just want to speak some things that we've learned about it and just some, give you, offer you some different perspective compared to maybe what you've heard. We're not trying to steer anybody clear from it. it that's, that decision is ultimately up to you. And we're, we want to work with you, but I mean, that's not what this is about either. It's like, oh, stock market bad, whole life insurance good. My, yeah. my big thing is like, I want people to understand like, the stock market is not the end all be all. Yeah. And that's, that's what it has been portrayed to be to everybody. That's yes. what everybody thinks how you make money is in the stock market. Well, and that's the only thing that you can do with your money to save for this point in the future when you're going to use it. Yeah. And what's a very common thing we hear is, you know, when I, when you and I started this business and also when we were doing our own farming things was, man, business is very risky. Well, you know, what also is risky is the stock market. And tying up a significant amount of your money, your own money in that. Yeah. Could it be good for you? Yes. Could it be bad? Also, yes. Same with the business. And, and I think, you know, at the end of this, you're probably going to, I hope this is what you see is that we think that this can be a part of your strategy, but we do not believe that it should be all your strategy no. is. So, no. Let's, let's jump into it. Okay. Um, we, we often, um, whether these are things you read or, or actual people you talk to, um, a significant portion of their money is held in the stock market. Mm -hmm. Um, we see that as, as a risk, as we said earlier, but we also see that as something, um, that may not be the best fit for everyone, specifically people that are business-minded or entrepreneurship-minded, because there could be other things that they could be doing with that money. And you do not have to use the stock market to accumulate wealth. Or if you're very risk-averse, it is not worth the stress when the market crashes. I mean, maybe it's worth the stress sometimes, but for if you're very risk-averse, I mean, that, that's a lot of stress. It, okay, if you're the type... Let's put it this way. If you're the type of person that's going to pull the money out At when the, the market goes down, it's not for you. Yeah. But it's easy It's easy to look at past charts and say, oh, well, the market went down then, but it came back up. But mm -hmm. I mean, just human nature is when something's going down, it's just going to keep going down, down, down. You know, So you sell at the bottom. Yeah. And, and human nature then works the other way too. When things are going up, it's going up, up, up. It can't stop going up. You don't want to miss out. So you buy close to the top yeah and then it starts going down i personally have not had a great experience i had money in the stock market when, right when i was starting my ibc policy and it was it was in early 2019 something like that and um 
the market was going up and down like that. I just couldn't take it anymore. I just pulled it out. Like, I'm so not. it it wasn't a good fit for your personality. No, right. That's. No. I mean, that's what you're saying. Yes. So, okay, that's that's one thing. You know, is that stress worth the potential returns that you may get in the market? Um, and then as I said, if if you're not that type of minded person, maybe you are business oriented. And you have things that you could be doing with that money, but you know, you've been told for so long and, and after we hear things so many times, we just take it as truth. But you could have been using that money to start that business that you've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is for you. Which a lot of times, most times, business is going to outperform the stock market and you have a lot more control over it because it's hard to deny this. I mean, it's a little conspiratorial, I suppose, to some people, but I mean, the Fed is pumping the stock market full of money. I uh, I haven't read a lot of his stuff lately, but um, I was um, watching Harry Dent a lot. Um, and he was showing graphs of how there was, I believe it was about a three-week lag of when the government pumped a lot of money into the system to when the stock market would rise. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I understand that this this money that's printed is going to go into assets, but it's hard to imagine that when this whole thing, whatever, you know, and I'm not saying that it's going to happen right away. Don't take it as that. But when this whole thing does collapse, you know, um, the U.S. currency, that, that there's going to be a reckoning day at some point in time. Please don't take that as that's going to happen right away. I'm not saying that, but... Yeah, who who knows? We have no idea what's going to happen, but you can just look... Look at where things are right now. Um, you know, a year of COVID and all the economic destruction that was put on the American people. Um, that I mean, you can't just get stuff, get away with stuff like that, and not see, not see some sort of negative reaction. And to also cover my butt, I know that people are going to say, "Well, that can happen to every other type of asset as well, land, real estate." I I agree with you, mm-hmm. but. I think a lot of people would also agree that a physical, tangible asset that maybe you can even use in a business, such as real estate or land, is probably more beneficial to you sure. uh, than owning stock in something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to cover my butt a little bit there. I guess the other thing, like the difference I, t- I see between the stock market and then what I saw with IBC is... IBC allows you to live life now. You have access to capital now. You can use that capital for whatever you choose now. Now, the stock market is more one day, someday. You know, there's a promise later that, oh, you're going to have all this money. Okay, maybe that's true. Maybe. For some people, that definitely has happened. Sure. Yeah, yeah you, we're not going to say that that hasn't happened. But at what cost? There's a cost to everything. There's a cost to putting your money away for a long time and not having access to it. So what's, what's the cost there? The other cost is what if you have accumulated so a lot of money in these qualified retirement plans that you've accumulated, you know, $5 million in there. So it worked. It worked. Yes. But then you die before you're 59 and a half and you had penalty free access. I mean, so you were giving up enjoyment of life today for the one day, someday, as you put it promised by the government. Yeah. Because that's what you were told to do, because that was the best way to do it. Yeah. But and what if what if instead of just following that specific strategy, 
What if that was a part of your strategy, but you also did other things? For instance, like a business or IBC. All three. All three, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely not saying never use the stock market. It's just, it's not for me. It could be for you. Sure. And I see exactly where you're going with that. I mean, is it worth, you know, we weren't put on this earth, uh, you know, to wait until retirement to have fun. Yeah. And I'm also the type of person where I want to know something before, like I put money into it and stuff. I also don't have a lot of desire to dig deep into the stock market and learn stocks either. I can hire somebody, you know, to invest that money for me, which, you know, depending on who you get, could be a great option. Maybe it's not, depending on the person know what they're doing, you know, something along those lines. That that just isn't with that isn't my financial DNA. Right. And this is this is something that I always come back to. Um when the when the stock market is talked about, I mean, always the, the gains are highlighted. The gains are always highlighted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fair. It does offer terrific potential. Absolutely. Um, don't try to tell me, though, that you can time the market and get out on a high. Uh, don't try to tell me that what the market is producing is what you get in your account. Yeah, because there one. are management fees that go into that. You will not get, just because the S&P produced 36% this year does not mean that you're going to get 36% in your account. No. And you need to check that. You need to see what you're actually getting. I mean, that that's huge. And they never, ever take into effect taxes. No? Oh, well, there's a step up in basis. So, um, you know, when you pass this money on, you know, there won't be any taxes due. Well, what about me? What about me living right now in my life? And even if I am sacrificing for the one day someday, I mean, the step up in basis isn't going to do me any good if I need to sell off some of this, you know, to to fund my lifestyle. And the step up in basis could be gone. I mean, yeah, we have no idea. Getting rid of the step up in basis right now. So yeah, so I mean, those are just some things that that I also like to take into consideration. That not very many people, if any are like blowing, tooting the horn on about things that are going on that you should absolutely be aware of. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that it shouldn't be a part of, of your, uh, of your plan, your portfolio? No, but it, it's just things that for me personally, definitely make me think that is not where I want to be housing all of my money. I want a different approach. And also, like, if you're using qualified plans and things like that, like, we need to remember, like, talking about step-up and basis, the government gives you something, they can and probably more than likely will take it away. So we allowed the government to make a step-up and basis rule. How ridiculous was that of us to (laughs) make it so where we've paid taxes and bought something, but then when we die, you have to pay taxes again. I mean, that was our fault for even letting that happen. So look at these qualified plans. We're allowing the government to say, okay, here's a qualified plan that you can put money into and you're going to get these certain tax advantages. What, maybe in 20 years? Deferred taxation, basically. Yeah, defer it. Roth will give you tax-free growth until they decide to change that rule. If they, I mean, they can. Will they? Who knows? So it, that's, that's another aspect of control, I guess. Sure. And how much... 
How much um, money do you want to have subject to uncertainty in your life? Yeah, that goes back to the whole stress thing that, you know, um, how much stress do you want this to put in your life? How strong is your stomach in downturns in the market? I mean, all those things should be thought about. And that, and that is why, just a few reasons why, why Kyle and I believe this is not the end-all be-all that it's made out to be. Mm-hmm. Just like whole life insurance isn't the end-all be-all. There's a lot of good things about it, but be aware of the negativity or the, ne- not the negativity, the negative aspects of it as well. Yeah, Go in you, with eyes wide open. If you're a 55 you know, year old smoker, not in great health, like whole life is probably not going to be the answer. It's probably not going to produce very good returns no, for you. No. So it doesn't work for everybody either. So, I mean, I guess that's what we're just trying to say is there's no absolutes in anything. Sure. And yeah, we, we may not be people that praise the stock market. Uh, yeah. Probably won't ever be because that's just not our personality. We're both entrepreneurs. We both have a business. Well, we're in two businesses, uh, this IBC business, and each of us have our own farming enterprise, farming and ranching enterprise as well. So mm-hmm. um, we just look at liquidity and control as a massive, massive benefit. And we're just trying to get some uh, thought provocation out there because that's when we started changing how we think about things is when we heard different ideas like, man, I've never heard that before. Let me ponder on that. Makes a little sense. Just trying to get some thought exposure out there. Well, sure. I mean, it's this just isn't stuff that most people are going to talk about, you know? No. So. Unfortunately. Well, yeah. I mean, to me, it it like I'll talk to anybody about money. Whether that's a potential client or just, you know, having a few beers with friends, I mean, at with the family. It just isn't a big deal to me. I, I think it should be an open topic. But yeah. to many people it's like something that you don't bring up. We all can learn something from each other regardless of what financial situation you're in. Absolutely. And like Kyle have said, we're full life insurance experts. You know, we aren't stock market experts. Not at all. We aren't qualified plan experts. No. We we'd never claim to be. We don't want you to think we are. We don't want to be. No, we don't want to be. <laughs> you can speak for me as well when you say that. But we can absolutely see like the uh the big benefits or the big cons that go along with well, it. Yeah, it's not like we're telling you to not do the stock market, not do qualified plans. We're telling you why we don't. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's what this needs to be viewed through that lens. Yeah, this is not like financial advice saying, yeah, don't do this. Like, no, this is just what we do and why why we do it. Yep. And why we've arrived at that decision. Yeah, and we are young. I mean, we get that sometimes. You guys are young. Yes, we are young. We work with older mentors who have been through things. We've worked with family members. And we both read a lot. So, I mean, we've experienced some things along the way, too. Absolutely. And we're happy to share our own financial um, thoughts, you know, when it comes to what you guys should do. I guess maybe we're going to meet you where you're at, but we may not agree with what you're doing. Yeah. And the other thing is we've also like starting these businesses and things, other things along the way have made plenty of mistakes. So (laughs) we can learn. Speak for yourself, Kyle. I'm (laughs) perfect. I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) So we've also done a lot of learning along the way. I mean, you can spend your whole life working for somebody else and not experience a whole lot, you know? 
I mean, well, every two weeks you experience a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's 20 year olds who start these tech businesses who have, you know, more life experience than somebody in their fifties, you know? Absolutely. Just because of what they've chose to do in their own yeah. life path. Yeah. Sure. No, I definitely agree with that. And there's some merit to that um, about how you see the world, finance, I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. Because your own, you, nothing is going to shape your opinion more than your own experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way around it. So, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a whole lot else to say on this. No, but I think we got that. We, we, we talked about the stock market quite a bit, but we thought maybe this is a little different perspective. Yeah. And, you know, it's just um, like we said earlier, this is a lens for you to try to look differently at it. Don't let it sway you in one way or another, but let it make you think differently about how you um, about how you see the stock market, this asset class. Yeah, that is the goal of this sh- whole show is to just look at how you think, rethink your thinking as we rethink our thinking along the way. And we want to educate you about IBC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That's all I've got, Kyle. Yep. Thanks for tuning in this week and we'll see you next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.